I'm Hemant Mehta. And I'm Jessica Blimke. And you're listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. You can now listen to all of our episodes and see show notes at FriendlyAtheistPodcast.com. By the way, we now have a merchandise shop on the website. So if you want your podcast swag, and you know you do, go to our website and click on the store tab. Rob McWilliams is the founder of the group Southeast Texas Atheists Helping the Homeless. I don't need to say much more than that because the group's name speaks for itself. So thanks for joining us tonight, Rob. Thank you. Can you give us a little uh, history about the background of your group? Um, I was actually founded in 2009 in Austin, Texas. Um, We currently have 15 chapters throughout the United States and one in India, Um, our chapter started up in September of last year, um, and we've been doing our monthly giveaways to the homeless every month since then in our, in our area. So you're saying there's like 15 odd chapters of atheists helping the homeless, like that's specifically the goal of these groups. Correct. The goal of our group is we'll have three goals, um, to promote atheism in a positive way, um, to help some people in need and to make friends along the way. So what makes, uh, churches tend to be fairly well known for their charity work in in many circles, so what makes your group different than your average church volunteer group? Um, We have noticed throughout in our area, and some of our other chapters as well, too, that the churches are doing a great job of what they do, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but when the people show up to get help, they have to sit through a sermon or be prayed to or, or pray, um, convert if they're not already not already of the religion of the church that's doing the helping. Um, and sometimes they don't want to do any of that. We offer it with no strings attached. They come out, take the stuff that they, they're going to need, and shake their hand and tell them have a great day, and we'll see them again next month. So when you say you said one of the goals of your group was to spread atheism, if I'm a Christian listening to this, that sounds like atheist proselytizing, but you're saying you don't do that when you're doing the giveaways. So what's the deal there? Well, we don't really spread atheism. We spread the vision of atheism in a positive light. So it's more like Um, spreading humanist beliefs. We can be good without God. Or you wear a shirt that says atheism. And has what's the reaction been? Has anyone, I mean, I can't imagine anyone would turn down that sort of help, but has anyone been, you know, uh, turned off if you guys were wearing shirts that said you're atheists or if you said you're part of an atheist group? Not at all. We've actually had several churches that are doing the same similar stuff come up and ask us for advice. Oh, wow. Um, you know, ask us, you know, to show them where the local tent city is. Uh, which we go out to and serve meals once a month to, you know, we have actually on every given month, one to three religious people in our group helping because they enjoy doing what we do. Um, They see the positive in it and, you know, they want to help out as well too. So, I mean. Walk us through one of your giveaways. So what happens at a typical giveaway? Okay. um, In our chapter, we usually set up about 10 to 12 tables, um, cover them, in order from one end to the other, starting with hygiene products and toiletries, going to stuff like books and clothes, um, have food in one section, and have water and popsicles, especially in the heat. We like to have popsicles for everybody. Uh-huh. Um, the people come up. They start at one end of the line. We give them a bag. 
Uh, they start walking through the line. Our volunteers ask them what they would like. We hand it to them, put it in their back for them. Um, some things we have an abundance of, like bath soap and toothbrushes. They can take as many as they need. Some things are kind of limited on, like deodorant um, and stuff like that. And so they can only have one or two of those items. They make their way through the line. And then at the end of the giveaway, any items that we have left, we make to-go bags. Um, our volunteers will take one or two home with them, keep them in their car. As they drive around town throughout the month between giveaways, they see somebody on the street, we hand it to them, and it's already got a lot of the stuff that we give out in it. Uh, do you guys have anything in those bags or on the items that say you're atheists or anything like that? No, sir. Uh, we do put up a sign um, at our giveaways. We have two or three banners we put up and a yard sign. Um, so people come up, do know who we are. Uh, we do have our shirts that say Southeast Texas Atheist Helping the Homeless. Um, our other chapters have just the um, ones that just say Atheist Helping the Homeless in whatever chapter they are. Um, and that's all we do. We don't give out business cards. We don't even promote it in any way. We don't sit there and try to convert anybody that's religious and homeless. Um, so there's nothing. When we hand it to them, we just hand it to them and tell them, have a nice day. That's great. So um, we talked about you probably don't get too much pushback on account of your atheism. Have you had any interesting conversations with uh, with people you're there to help regarding maybe their own religious experiences? No, but we actually have had a few of the homeless people come up to us and you know tell us that they're uncomfortable with some of the stuff that the church was doing to help them as far as making them pray with them oh, and yeah. that they didn't believe, but they were afraid to say something because they were afraid they wouldn't get the help that they needed. That's really interesting. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Well, it makes me think, have you ever seen that meme of, like, in Haiti right after the earthquake that, like, a man is handing a little kid a Bible and he goes, thanks, that looks delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is not what I need right now. (laughs) We actually had a pastor that volunteered with us on two of our giveaways, um, and he knows while he's there that we don't have any religion whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. they can't, we have someone to say, God bless you. You know, not to hand out any religious materials, anything like that. And they've been respectful for it. But he said that he was actually kicked out of his church because when they had um, went to New Orleans there after the hurricanes, that his church wanted to go get Bibles. And his idea was to get, you know, a tent or a sleeping bag or some Things food. people need. And they told them they could use the Bibles more than they could the items that they, oh. you know, could use on a daily basis. He basically told them they were full of it, that these people needed food and shelter and, you know, water and deodorant, and they didn't want to do that. So they basically opted him, and he found us and actually volunteered twice with us wow. and thanked us for doing what we do. I've been reading about this stuff for a long time. That's the shit that will never stop surprising me, that like, somebody who sincerely believes that they're helping somebody by flying their ass all the way down to, like— a poverty-stricken area. I mean, like, here's a book. And that's that's their solution. <laughs> I think my favorite version of that story, uh, and I think this is legit. I don't think it's like an urban uh, tale. Snopes needs to debunk this. It's that uh, some Christians realize that in North Korea, uh, Christians, you, you can't be religious there. It's uh-huh. like this dictatorship. So they ship them Bibles oh, good, secretly. Though. And it's like, you're helping them get killed. Yeah. That's not yeah. helping. Jesus. <laughs> Send them parachutes of food. They'll find a way to make use of it. Um, I remember seeing a news story, Rob, not too long ago uh, about the sort of work you all do. And that's kind of what made me want to call you up, too. And one of the interesting things I remember seeing in that interview is that one of the people you were helping, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they said something like when 
church groups come to help us. They kind of give us the food, and maybe they pray as well, but they kind of give us the food and then maybe get their photo op and they leave. It's kind of like a really (laughs) short mission trip. And they said when your atheist group comes to help them out, yeah, you give them the same stuff, but you actually sit there. You have lunch with them. You want to get to know them as human beings. And I I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Anywhere between... 30 minutes to two hours intense city with them. When we bring our meal, we eat with them. We treat them just like we would our best friend or our neighbor. Um, we ask them, you know, their backstory, um, get to know them by name. Um, when we show up, a couple of them are very religious. And we show up, they're like, hey, there's our new atheist friend, you know, and come sit down by me, you know. And um, so we don't get any flack from that. And they're really appreciative of us sitting down and taking the time to treat them like humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we went out there yesterday after our regular monthly giveaway to take out some supplies we had collected, and we had a group of probably 12, 15 of us that went after the giveaway, and we were out there for about an hour, hour and a half in the heat with them and, you know, talking to them about what they really needed most. And, of course, they were saying stuff like jobs, um, sure. which that's not something that we specify. Um, specialize in but we were able to give them some information of where people that are hiring um and stuff like that but we we take our kids out there i have three kids three beautiful girls that we're about to adopt and they go out there with us and they run around and talk to them and make friends with them and you know another volunteer had her kids out there and they treat those kids with respect and it teaches the kids to pay it forward also mm-hmm. um and that's one of the things we really like about our group being family friendly is that we always have kids involved with it if they're playing half the time and then the other time half the time they're at the tables with us actually handing stuff out to the people that need it mm-hmm. and it really instills on them at an early age that there's always somebody worse off than you and you know reach out and help somebody I remember seeing a video, I think we shared it on the Facebook page, but it was a Facebook video where basically this guy who was a hairstylist went around and gave oh, yeah. free haircuts and stuff to mm-hmm. people who are homeless because that gives them the confidence to go into that job interview to, mm-hmm. to do what they need yeah. to do. Um, as someone who has spent a lot of time with homeless people, which unfortunately I, I think a lot of people, and myself included, haven't done, what have you learned about them that kind of debunked your own stereotypes about that community? Honestly, I really had no stereotypes because I was homeless for three years. Um, I was bad into drugs. I was in a real bad spot in my life. And, you know, I met a woman and she reached out to me and said, here, come home with me one day, take a shower, get cleaned up. And 15 years later, I'm still married to her. (laughs) And, you know, that's now I'm in a good spot in my life. And I'm not rich by any means, but I dedicate a lot of my time to doing this because it brings me joy knowing that someone reached out to me and now I'm off the streets and hopefully I can reach out to somebody and get one person off the streets and it's all worth it. Yeah. What uh, did your own homeless experience, uh, How does that help you connect with them in a way that maybe other people can't? Um, yeah, it really did. Um, I can sit there and tell them stories of how you know, we broke into building rest- abandoned restaurants and changed the locks so we'd have a roof over our head when it poured. Um, and that really showed them that, you know, I, I've been in their shoes. And it seems that they do open up to me. Um, I bring people out there all the time to Tent City. 
um, new people, and they basically said if they don't come with me, they're not welcome there until they get to know them. Um, but anybody that I bring up there, then they're more than willing to have up there. Hmm. What um, I'm just wondering, there may be an argument to be made uh, that why not just raise money, give it to a local homeless shelter? Because, you know, they do this for a living. They They know where to spend the money. Do you find it more useful, or what's the argument for saying don't give money to a homeless shelter per se? If you have, if if it's choice A or choice B, you're better off giving them specific toiletries, hygiene products, food, uh, in person. Is there one that's better than the other? Would you prefer? Uh, is there a reason you guys aren't trying to raise money to give to homeless shelters rather than you want to do it yourself? The, the majority of the homeless shelters in our area, and I can't speak for the other chapters or the other cities around the country are full on a nightly basis. Um, the biggest one in our particular area is the Salvation Army uh, night shelter. They do charge $15 a night. Um, couples are not allowed to be in the same building at night. They have them separated by gender. Mm-hmm. So if it's a, a couple that's dating or married, you know, they're spending $30 to spend the night in the night shelter and not even getting to see each other until in the morning. Um, so a lot of the people that are in stuff like Tent City prefer to be out there than in there because they are with their loved ones. Um, there's really, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to say which is better. I mean, they both offer different things. Um, but we do have another one here that is, a, it's not an atheist one, but it is secular. They don't do any religion there. Um, then they offer a shower and they offer a laundry facility, but they only have one washer and one dryer. So it's first come, first serve, you know, and we bring them laundry soap and, you know, stuff to wash. We built them a shower in Tent City, a camping shower. How did you do that? Um, We just bought the actual camping shower from Academy, um, bought them four or five tarps to wrap around it. Um, They went up themselves and got rocks to put underneath it. They go down um, block and a half from Tent City to some local businesses, fill up some buckets of water, fill it up, and then they have a kiddie pool they put underneath it to catch the water. They catch the water and they use that water to wash their clothes and stuff with. Wow. So I'm curious, um, I know when people think they're going to donate to a homeless shelter or uh, to the needy, that they tend to think of specific things. They're going to give, what, canned food or dried food and things like that. You mentioned toothbrushes, mm-hmm. deodorant. Is there something that um, that the homeless tend to need that goes, uh, that people don't think of? Um, for example, and I'm trying desperately to find this company, but there's a company who does like a Tom-style buy one, get one for, or buy Sandals, one, giveaway. shoes, right? Yeah, exactly. But they do for tampons. So like oh, you buy a okay. box of tampons and they send a box of pads to a homeless shelter because uh-huh. that's a thing that homeless women need. You would and, never think about and you, that. And it's not a thing you think of. So do you have anything along those lines? I'm trying so desperately to find this company. The number one thing we're ever asked for from any of the homeless people are socks, new socks. Oh. Um, that's the number one requested item no matter who we talk to. Um, our chapter is roughly 45 regular volunteers and multiple ones that come once or twice um, and you know, at a time. But the majority of them are women in our chapter. So feminine products are something we never run out of. Mm-hmm. Um, through our Amazon wish list, we've probably collected 
2,000 tampons and just as many pads. Oh, wow. Um, and they don't slow down. That's one thing a lot of the donors donate is the feminine products. So, Let me bring that up for a second because I found this fascinating. When I visited your website uh, for the group, there is no, mm-hmm. there was no way for me to donate money. I don't, maybe there is, right. and I just missed it. But there was no way to donate money, which is good because I, I was telling Jessica this earlier. I do get emails from people asking to promote like a GoFundMe page mm-hmm. or saying donate via PayPal, and sometimes you can't vouch for everyone or you don't know uh, mm-hmm. where the money's necessarily going. I really, really lately hate dealing with money stuff, uh, especially when I'm asking readers to go to another place. Especially but when I visited person or what their deal is, yeah. But when I visited your website, you have an Amazon wish list that very specifically says, like, we're looking for this giant box of tampons. We're looking for a giant Mm -hmm. box of toothbrushes. Mm -hmm. These are the things we need, and this is how many of them we need. And if you purchase those items, they're going to come to the group, to you or to the group, and we're going to use them in giveaways. So it's very, very much a, I want to buy this product that I know is going to go directly to the homeless. I don't have to worry about, you know, is my money going to be used effectively or anything like that? Mm -hmm. And by the way, for anyone listening, we will have a link to the Amazon wish list on uh, on the show notes. We'll have it up on the site as well. But I'm wondering if there was any thought into that decision. Why are you doing it that way instead of just saying, give us money, let us take care of buying the products? Um, It makes people happy to know, like you said, that, they bought a specific item that they know is going to go to somebody that needs it. Um, two, we are not registered as tax exempt nonprofit. We do not collect money on a regular basis. Um, two to three times a year, our chapter will do festivals. We did the normal festival. We did the Boomtown Music and Arts Festival where we set up a booth. People walk through, get some information about us, have a tip jar. We haven't gotten any more than $20, $30 per event. Um, we have to collect less than $5,000 a year to keep the nonprofit status. Um, but when we do these festivals, it's more to get our information out than to bring money in. Um, cause the more people that know about us, obviously the more donations we can get as far as items. Um, we don't like to take in money in general because money creates danger when it comes to stuff like what we're doing. Someone have the possession of the money, they'll quit or leave. You never see that money. Right, right. People that donated get a bad rep on it. Right. Um. Uh. Really quickly, uh, is there any legal issue you have with giving away items to the homeless? I'm wondering if you ever have any run-ins with the law because I don't know if like giving away food to strangers or giving away products to strangers is that ever any problem for you guys? Um. Each city that we have chapters in has to check with their local law enforcement and city. Um, one of the big things with our our region is know what they consider open foods. No pizza, no burgers, no donuts. So it's got to be wrapped um, up pre-packaged. like granola bars sort of thing. Right. It's got to be prepackaged, individually wrapped, non-refrigerated items. Um, and we checked into it beforehand, so we never had to worry about the legality of getting stopped and you know, told that we weren't doing everything by the law. Good. But we definitely check before to make sure we don't break any laws. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to just jump back in. I finally found this company I was looking for. It's called Conscious Period, ConsciousPeriod.com, and it's just the kind of buy one, give one. If you one. buy tampons through them, they will give a matching pair to the homeless? Yeah, a matching pair. <laughs> a matching <laughs> box or whatever. They do, yeah. I guess, <laughs> pads instead of tampons. Okay. But regardless, if anybody's interested in that, uh, check it out. ConsciousPeriod.com. There you go. Um, 
is there anything else we're missing in this story? Because, uh, again, the reason I wanted to reach out to you, it is such a fascinating group. And I've been following uh, Atheists Helping the Homeless for a while. I'm actually surprised there were that many chapters. I didn't realize that. But is there, what would you like to say to anyone listening? Uh, yes, they can help out by going to the Amazon page. But is there anything else you'd like to, to share with people? More important than donating items would be getting involved in their local cities. Um, even if they don't even get involved with our chapters or our organization specifically, go out and do it on their own. Um, because right now, like I said, we're in 15 cities, 14 in the United States and one in India. There needs to be people in every city doing this. Sure. Not and- just necessarily with our organization, but like I said, even doing it on their own with their neighbors, with their friends, with their family, with whatever. Just get involved and do something positive and pay it forward. And what's the easiest way for them to start up a group in their own town? Um, or at least what are the, the big easiest, obstacles they need to know about if they want to start something up? First, they need to check with the local laws in their city to make sure they can do giveaways. Mm. Um, we've had some cities that couldn't do food whatsoever. So they stick with toiletries and hygiene products and clothes. And that sucks when, you know, you know these people don't have food every day and you have access to it, but you just can't give it without going to jail or getting a fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anyone was interested, they could go to our Facebook page. We have a link at, on our pin post of every chapter. They can see if there's one in their area. If there's not, they can send us a message. I can get them with Joe Zemacki, the founder, and he could find, give them all the information they need as far as starting one locally in their area. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what all of your volunteers are doing. And again, if you're listening, there are so many ways to either help out Rob and his group, help out Atheists Helping the Homeless in general in all the cities that they're in, or like he said, better yet, start up your own chapter uh, in your own city because these things really do make a difference. Rob, thanks for setting a good example, and thanks for talking to us tonight. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast for FriendlyAtheist.com. This episode was taped at Cinnamon Sound Studios in Aurora, Illinois, and the music was written and performed by Brad Chagdis. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a contribution at Patreon.com slash Hemant. That's He-Man T. We appreciate your support. I'm Hemant Mehta. And I'm Jessica Blumke. We hope you'll join us next time.